This is the start of the show. Welcome to Fine, a previously recorded evening of storytelling and otherwise. This episode took place on October 28, 2019 at the Lido here in Vancouver, which is on the traditional ancestral unceded territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples. You'll be hearing from some of the excellent lineup of writers and comedians we had that night, including Sasha Mark, Laura Matwichuk, and Night Sun. Throughout the episode, you'll hear music from Gal Grayson, who you can find on iTunes and Bandcamp. The song we've started the show with is called Grass Mask, from their most recent album, Fantasy Gardens. And I'm your host, Homer Wiki. To find out more about our upcoming live shows, please visit us at afineshow.com, or follow us on the social medias at afineshow. Alright, let's get on with it. Enjoy the show. Up first, we have Sasha Mark. Sasha's a stand-up comedian from Winnipeg, but is now a lovely local face in the Vancouver comedy scene, most known for being a fan favorite of the television show The Laughing Drum on APTN. Here's Sasha. Keep that applause going for Cole, everybody. Keep that going. Um, can I be real with you folks for a little sec? Can I like be a little vulnerable? Is that chill? Like, is that is that the space we can do this in? Yeah, yeah, yay! <laughs> okay, okay, for real. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with this mustache anymore. You know, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I started growing it out for like a very basic reason. I started growing it out in uh, November because of because I was depressed. You know, like I wasn't doing okay, but you know, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> so happy yay <laughs> um it's it's been such a weird year to be quite honest it's been such a weird year uh i recently became a dad so that happened oh, oh thank you don't don't it was by accident uh-oh it, it was by accident and uh i always um i always thought i knew how those mechanics worked uh, you know i always make sure that I, I use a condom my partner is on the pill uh, i only had gay sex so i was just like what happened you know like what did i do you know uh what happened was uh, i became an emergency foster parent with my best friend so that's what happened and I'll oh, just stop. <laughs> oh, I'm a good person, yay. <laughs> stop. <laughs> but no, for real. Um, uh, and to be quite honest, um, I'm not the greatest at it. Um, like, who's watching them right now, you know? <laughs> but I'm here, you know? <laughs> and it's always been really difficult, too, because um, uh, I never really had a dad growing up. So for me to like learn from that, uh, it's always pretty difficult. Um, you know, I always say my two biggest disappointments in life were my dad leaving me at the age of eight, and um, the second being uh, the Wi-Fi here. Um, <laughs> like, what if my dad tries to iMessage me, you know? Like, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, knock, knock. 
it's not my dad, but you know, like maybe one day we'll like, mm, he'll knock knock, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, being a foster dad, I, I had a lot of opportunities to teach the kids um, the games that we used to play growing up as kids. You know, you know the games that we used to play when we would like go outside? Like uh, we'd, I taught them uh, um, like walk yourself to Walmart. Um, <laughs> I taught them games like, um, why is mommy crying, you know? <laughs> it's because of you, you know, like, you know? <laughs> I taught them games like uh, hide and seek. Uh, give me a round of applause if you've played hide and seek before. Yay. Um, my dad is really good at that game. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I, I took my foster daughters out to a candy store one time, so we went to a candy store and I was like, we can pick one thing, we'll purchase it and we'll take off. So they all split up and they're all looking at different sections of candies. And then one of my foster daughters, she was like looking at one section of candy uh, and then she looked at me and uh, she was like, daddy, come here. And I was like, mm, you're not my boyfriend, you can't call me that. Um, <laughs> you know, don't. Uh. So I went over to her and I was like, what are you looking at? And she was looking at these candies with like bugs in them and she was just like, uh, are, are those bugs real? And I was like, yeah, 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 those bugs are real. And she's like, wait, people eat bugs? I was like, yeah, yeah, we should take you to an Applebee's, you know? Like, that's where, <laughs> you've never had them? <laughs> oh, yikes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Has anybody here from Winnipeg? Oh, yay! <laughs> from one, was one person from Winnipeg two people? No, just one person. Welcome. Do you do you live in Vancouver now, or you still live in Winnipeg? You live in Vancouver now. Yay! Welcome to Canada. Um, uh, just kidding. Um, Winnipeg is known for being a really racist city. If you're not known, uh, but uh, is anybody else from a racist city? Give me a, oh yes! <laughs> Yay! Um, you know, it's, 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 you know what? It's not, it has a bad rap, but you know what? It's, it, it has its things. You know, it does have human rights. It's in a museum, but you know, uh, I I went there like I, I grew up there and I went to a lot of racist parties as a kid and uh, <laughs> I just remember there was this one time there was this guy like saying really racist stuff. He's like this guy and he's just at the corner just, like saying really racist things. He was like, "Man, all native people they steal bikes. All black people they steal cars. All Asian people they steal jobs." And I was like, "Dude, that's racist. Like, dude, you're white." Didn't your people like steal people, you know, like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then he put me in his backpack, you know, <laughs> so I did something brave, uh, I told that joke in rural Manitoba, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> Very racist Manitoba. So I was there, I was telling the joke, and I was just like going through that joke as usual. And I was like, man, all native people, they steal bikes, all black people, they steal cars, all Asian people, they steal jobs. And that's where they thought the joke was, you know? I know, isn't that crazy? That's where they thought the joke was, that's where they were applauding, and that's where they were laughing, right? I know, they stood up, and I think I'm their mayor now, you know? I think I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the mayor of Selkirk, Manitoba right now. Um, yeah, rural Manitoba is weird. I, I hung out a lot there. Uh, I kind of co-grew up there, uh, and it's very weird. There's there's not much to do. Like there's only so much you can do at a Boston pizza. Uh, 
So I was with my friends. I was like, what else is there to do in this town? And they're like, Sasha, have you ever done like acid before? <laughs> and I was like, no, what happens when you do acid? They're like, oh, you go ballistic. You see all these crazy colors and your family's like disappointed in you and like all stuff like that. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> that sounds awful. It sounds awful. So I did acid. <laughs> um, like, ha have you ever like lost the ability to um, cross the street? You're just like, I don't know how this works, you know? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I was standing in the corner with my friend, and I was just like, I don't know how to cross the street. Like, all these lights, they're red. All these cars, they're going. I don't know how to cross the street. And I turned to my friend Joel, and Joel was like, I was like, Joel, I need to, I need to cross the street. We need to go home. And Joel was like, man, it's just easy. We just got to wait for those lights to change, and those cars will stop and we'll cross. But I was like, Joel, we've been here for two weeks. Like, I, <laughs> I need to cross, dude. <laughs> I need to cross. <laughs> And Joel was like, it's easy, man. It's chill. It's easy. So, like, what's going to happen here is, like, those lights are going to turn green. All those cars are going to stop, and we're going to cross. And I was like, but Joel. And Joel's like, stop. <laughs> but then a miracle happened. The light did turn green, and the car stopped. Started crossing. And then I realized Joel never existed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who that is, you know? <laughs> But he was the nicest white guy in Selkirk, Manitoba, you know? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I've always been a big fan of the spooky season. Give me a round of applause if you like scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love the spooky season. This is my season. I love scary stuff. I, I, love, I love scary movies. I love haunted houses. I love being indigenous in Canada, you know? Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Has anybody in this room ever played with a Ouija board before? Oh yeah, if you don't know what a Ouija board is, it's a board game that you use um, to contact things that are dead, like things that aren't living anymore. Um, so like, you know, like dead family members, dead celebrities, uh, Justin Trudeau's relationships with indigenous people right now, you know, like things that aren't, <laughs> that aren't okay right now, you know? <laughs> So we're doing the Ouija board session, and we're like asking it very basic questions. We're like, okay, um, is there a ghost here? <laughs> no response. We're like, okay, ghost, do you have a name? No ghost, and we're like, are you like a good ghost or like a bad ghost, you know? <laughs> and it didn't move. Then I realized uh, we were ghosted. Uh, uh, stop, stop, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, real talk, was that like a dad joke? Well, I didn't have a dad growing up, so I was just like, you know, trying. <laughs> but we were doing this Ouija board session, and I realized, like, uh-oh, I'm in danger, uh-oh. <laughs> um, because I was doing it with all my friends, and uh, they happened to all be white. Um, we were doing it in a cabin in the middle of the woods, and I was the brown one, you know? Like, we've seen horror movies before, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> what happens to the brown people in horror movies? We... We die, and we often die first, and it's bullshit, and it sucks every time. It sucks, it's garbage. But then I realize something, that I'm gonna be okay. Um, because they don't cast indigenous people in horror movies or any movies, so uh, I'm actually not in this one, so I'm gonna be okay, you know? <laughs> I'm gonna be golden. The only, uh, the only movies that they'll ever cast us in is like that one movie that's kind of out right now, it's kind of spooky, um, The News, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Um, I was walking around uh, uh, Vancouver recently, and I, I met this couple, and they're from Texas, and they were just like talking to me about like how I haven't been to the States yet, and I was like, I just got here, and they're like, you, ha you haven't been to the States yet? We're just like neighbors, we're just like neighbors, and I was like, oh yeah, we're, I guess we are just like neighbors. He's like, yeah, we're just like neighbors, like uh, Washington and BC, Washington and BC, Washington and BC, we're just like neighbors, and I was like, yes, we're just like neighbors. Like Texas and Mexico, Texas and Mexico, and Texas and Mexico, right? We're just like neighbors, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then they put me in their backpack, you know? <laughs> uh, I'll leave you with this. Uh, I, uh, I went to, so one, the one thing that I like to do to distress is that I, I like to go to like a sauna. I think that's, I really like it. I also like when people's phones go off. It's okay, don't, don't, don't feel bad, don't feel bad, don't feel bad, it's okay, it's all good. <laughs> but I also, I, I like going to the sauna, I like relaxing, but every time I go, it's always so packed. And I was like, okay, it's, but like this time I went to the sauna at the YMCA, it was empty and that never happened. It's such a big sauna and it's empty. So I went in, I like lounged about, I was like in my towel, like half naked. And I was just like lounging about and I was just in the sauna all by myself and then someone comes in, and they come in, and they decide to sit right beside me. You know, like, it's a big sauna, but they, they sit right beside me. And then they're looking at me, and I was like, uh-oh, you know, <laughs> what's happening? So he looked at me, and he's just like, I know you. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. And I was like, uh, Dad? And I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but then I was... <laughs> And then he was look I was like looking at him and then it was just like, yeah, aren't you like that Sasha guy from the television show APTN's The Laughing Drum? And I was like, yeah, that, 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 that's me. And he's like, can I take a photo of you? <laughs> I know, it's like, first of all, we're in a sauna. Like I'm super stressed out, I'm very tired. I'm like half naked. You wanna take a photo of me? That's so like, what? So I was like, oh my God, of course. <laughs> you can take a photo of me, you know? <laughs> Duh. And before I take off, you're like, Sasha, you let a stranger take a photo of you in a sauna? And I was like, no, I let him take photos, you know? Like, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> My name is Sasha Mark. Let's get Cole back up to the stage, everybody. Up next is Laura Matwichuk. Her poems have appeared in literary journals in Canada and the U.S. and were selected twice for the Best Canadian Poetry Anthology. She was a finalist for the RBC Bronwyn Wallace Award for Emerging Writers and shortlisted for Arc Poetry Magazine's Poem of the Year contest. Her debut collection, Near Miss, was published by Nightwood Editions in spring 2019. Here's Laura. I think that works. Okay. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much, Cole, for having me. Um, I'm really happy to be here. You're such an attentive, quiet audience. So thanks for listening to some poems. This is my book, Near Miss, which came out in April. So it still feels really fresh and new and special to me. So I'm going to read some poems. It's a book about anxiety in all its many forms. <laughs> I'll start with a, a poem from the beginning of the book um, that hints at some of the troubles to come. Decommissioned planes. It's not easy 
to pull the track blinds, look for cedar wax wings or passenger jets through dad's cheapo binoculars. Check the furnace filters, pilot light as engines rumble overhead. Decommissioned planes in long-term storage in the Mojave are obsolete, yet invincible. Because of the dry climate, they don't rust. Parts are recycled or sold to foreign nations to keep other planes in the air. You examine aerial photographs, satellite images, painterly trails of hydraulic fluid soaking into sand. When the emergency broadcast system proclaims, this is only a test. You leave the TV on because you've gotten used to the sound. You keep waiting for the heat to come on, for the regular broadcast to resume, for a new sensation to quicken inside you like the sight of that fleet of ghost planes lifted from the desert, reanimated, hovering over your house like everything is fine. Um, I grew up in the suburbs in the 1980s and 90s, um, in Abbotsford specifically. Um, and this poem includes some of the touchstones of that era, including the now virtually obsolete video store, which makes me a little sad, as someone of my generation is prone to be. Um, it's called Smoke Detector. When the karate students commence knife hand strikes to the neck in their too bright studio, I head for home. Neon orange rented tags are hooked on empty clamshells of new releases in the darkened window of the video store. Cardboard box behind the locked door overflowing with late returns reminds me people are just trying to be good. It's not our fault we live in Tudor revival houses, pastel gauze curtains framing our nocturnal activities. It isn't supposed to be sad. The quarry visible from our cul-de-sac at night has a fence lassoed tight around it for everyone's protection. Glowing yellow of the limestone mountain, a category of temptation no one foresaw. I may never know who trimmed the innermost tree on the freeway median into the shape of a giant almond, or how a photograph of it ended up on our fridge door, or why it remained there for more than a decade under a magnet in the shape of a rose. As I lift the pitcher of ice water from the shelf, I'm reminded there's no great mystery to solid objects, yet they're powerful enough to change the way I feel. After the drought, Dad will soak the lawn with a sprinkler, and Mom will wave a towel beneath the smoke detector. At midnight, my public library finds will begin to carry greater value than the paperbacks to which they were assigned. Sorry, my, my eye is tearing. I'm not crying at the sound of my own poems. <laughs> They're just so sad. <laughs> okay. Um, so I read a poem about planes, and they're kind of a central theme of the book, because um, the book is called Near Miss, and I think that planes are a good example of near misses. Um, I write a little bit about drones, the early days of drones, when they were just kind of freewheeling through the atmosphere and um, things were happening or nearly happened um, that we were all blissfully unaware of. Um, so this is another plane-themed poem called Prize Ribbons. Stealing prize ribbons from the fairground, you award yourself third for grooming, best in show for me, the suggestion alone too much to live up to. 
Above our heads, a thin wire dotted with acrylic marking balls. Bright orange globes rated first in weatherability and visible from a great distance even at night. Slowly, I'm getting used to them. If you're the gleaming wings of a cargo jet, I'm the rickety wheels a prop plane tucks into itself after takeoff that cause the pilot's brow to furrow for the rest of the flight. Crossing a field ringed with gravel, dusted with leaves, I act like winning isn't everything, remain focused on low-lying patterns even as the big picture eludes me, accidentally on purpose toss my ribbon to the wind above the bike racks. If you haven't noticed by now, I care deeply who, gets, who dies first and who gets left here stuck in an eternal lap, hate not knowing. At dusk, unremarkable floodlights click on to help us see the way forward. A small glider touches down on the flat grass oval and all the sweaty runners stand still. Thank you. I'm just gonna read one more little poem um, written from the perspective of a black hole. Composite, black hole. I'm super massive. <laughs> a black hole into which billions of suns have disappeared. Interstellar magnet, collapsed object, featureless by, by design. Folks at Hubble speculate about my malevolence, futz around with digital renderings. Nestled deep inside elliptical galaxy NGC 4889, an egg-shaped swirl, I sulk and wait, knowing what I know. Whipped meringue monster in a porcelain mixing bowl. For now, all is quiet in squid ink oblivion. I've lost my appetite for stars. Full of secrets, pent up anxiety. I want someone to know me. Thanks so much. final performer of the evening was Night Sun. Night Sun is traditionally known as Tepisca Pisum, this being their Cree spirit name. They are a Cree queer Métis carrier of culture who embraces, teaches, and continues to learn about their cultural identity through hip-hop music, poetry, dancing, and acting. They also prefer they-them pronouns, and their homeland is out on the East Prairie Métis settlement located in northern Alberta on Treaty 8 territory. Here's Night Sun. Hello everyone, how are you? <laughs> Wonderful, good to hear. So, Danse, um, my name is Dipskalpi Sim, and that means night sun. We don't have um, a word for the moon, it's just the sun that comes up at night. So that's my name, and I choose to use that as my artist name. Um, mainly because I believe that my spirit name is meant to help guide me in this physical realm as a spiritual being, living a physical experience. Um, so I'm going to say a prayer, and before I say this prayer, I would definitely like to acknowledge that we are on unceded Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Musqueam uh, territories. Um, thank you so much for being here once more. So this is my prayer. 
I'd like to give thanks to Creator, Giver of All. I'd like to give thanks to Earth, our Mother. I'd like to give thanks to the angels and the spirits. And I'd like to give thanks to you, all of my relations, for being here. Um, so I'm a Cree queer Métis. Um, being Métis means I am of mixed blood and mixed cultures. I am Scottish and French, and I am also Dene, Cree, and Sioux. So the first piece of art I'm going to share with you guys today is a poem. And I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a new poem that I wrote. And um, before I go on, actually, I want to let you guys know that I'm not actually from BC. I'm from northern Alberta, which is um, just a province away. We're neighbors. <laughs> 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 and so I'm from East Prairie Métis Settlement. Um, but I'm also from Sarge First Nation. So my mom comes from East Prairie Métis Settlement, but my dad is from Sarge First Nation. And so I am a general status Indian, but I self-identify as Métis. Um, that is my heritage. That's who I am. But I wasn't given a choice once I was born, when I was given, when my dad decided to get me status, me and my siblings. So, you know, politics, things happen, you can't control it. So, I still pay taxes though. <laughs> okay. So, this poem is still new, and I'm still kind of like fumbling through it. So, I hope you guys. Enjoy it anyway. I'm giving nothing but Leo vibes in this concrete jungle. My light is now televised, but I still stay humble. There's more to what meets the eye, which is why I tend to stumble. But this path is mine, and it made me who I am. I am more than a pipeline. I am more than a woman or a man. I am a human. I am a matriarch. I am a goddess. I am a queen. If you're brave enough, stick around, and you will see what I mean. We forget we are creation. We forget we are this earth. We are poisoning ourselves, creating our own curse. They are secretly getting us sick. They've been doing that to my people since they've arrived. Though my skin shows signs of vitiligo mutation on my eyelids, I'm healing myself through this loving belief that my body is perfect the way that it is that I am beautiful no matter the color of my skin. My skin shows traces of a copper bloodline that once roamed free before getting colonized, before we got scalped and our heads got paraded, before we got banned from dancing our own dances, before we got stolen from our own loving cultures, before we 
were told we were not worthy of martyrs. Riel was a prophet. He was a warrior of mixed race. He was the first to help create a safe space for all BIPOC folks. If you don't know what BIPOC means, that means black indigenous people of color that coexisted at the time, whom he led as the Métis, which was definitely more than French and Cree. We were mixed beings of mixed blood and mixed culture, where parents of different backgrounds can flourish with their children. They accept they are different. They accept they are unique. Hell, we even jig. Just watch me tap my feet. This is who I am. This is what I love. This is the result of my heritage, the resilience that it took. In order for me to be here, in order for me to look each and every one of you in the eyes and say that I am a Métis person. A woman? I truly am not. I am non-binary. I am spirit. I am love. I am indigenous and I am white. I hurt myself internally when I get upset with white people. I get really anxious when I see a white person taking their privilege for granted and not knowing how to handle it without endangering myself. Yet I feel guilty for not doing anything. And I hope karma gets them back before I come around. Yet I am worthy of pain and worthy of love. I am the balance of dark and light. I am both sun and the night. I am beautiful. And what I stand for is beautiful too. If that means I'm a target, then so be it. I will do what I can till I am no longer deemed fit by corporate standards and by governing policies that control our lives and police our bodies. I will continue to unlearn my toxic behaviors and then learn how to love who I am each and every day. I am worth the effort. I am worth the pain. I am worth the plan. I am a part of this blueprint that will help us shape the future. And you may see me on newsprint, but trust that will be a part of the bigger picture. I declare my love for self through bodily expression and words. I am a storyteller, thanks to all of my ancestors, the spirits, angels, Mother Earth and Creator. They've guided me here and have always reminded me that I mattered. So I will trudge forth and do what I must 
as mental health is real, yet in faith I trust. Yes, this trauma needs to be healed, yet this trauma hasn't stopped. We need to stop making excuses for the trauma we've encountered. For once we stop giving them reason, we will regain true power. Thank you. So I'm gonna perform a song next and I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm a little sick as well. So um, it won't be, I won't be able to accomplish the entire song. I'm gonna have to take breaks and take a sip of my water. But I hope you guys still enjoy it. Rising, you and I are infinitely intertwined. We are surviving colonial structures, put in place to keep us hidden. Like when our existence was only played on television to make us look like savage Indians and not to trust our words because we are the sinning ones. Don't you see? Your religion made you hate us, so technically they could rape us, appropriate us, assimilate us. So now let me ask you, can you forget your rapist? We are all reflections of Mother Nature. So why do you hate her? Why do you suffocate her? She is the mother, the daughter and the creator and yet we treat her as if she isn't our savior it's a good day to be an indian never forget you are medicine you are like the water you will always travel far never forget who you are we are people of the stars we are the medicine it's a good day to be an indian it's a good day to be an Indian. Never forget you are medicine. You are like the water. You will always travel far. Never forget who you are. We are people of the stars. We are the medicine. Femininity is indigenous law. Spirituality is the natural cause. We are born from a creator so divine. This is our mother and earth is her shrine. So why are they not praised for the work that they do? And why is equal pay still a fucking issue? And why are indigenous women going missing and murdered? And the men that follow them also become unheard of? And why is the nipple so offensive to you? Do you hate your body that much that you have to hate mine too? And why does Trudeau have a native tattoo? Yet he treats Joey Rabel like her voice isn't equal. And why are we still ignoring as the native people and why is white supremacy so seems it's not real and why do we still get beaten and battered for staying true to the belief that our future fucking matters so just accept and understand that wet so wetting will not shake hands with gas link as there is no safe way to maintain an oil leak we are fighting to save the earth peacefully and we will not kneel at your demand no matter what you say natural law still stands no government has true say on stolen indigenous land it's a good day to be an Indian. Never forget you are medicine. You are like the water. You will always travel far. Never forget who you 
are. We are people of the stars. We are the medicine. It's a good day to be an Indian. It's a good day to be an Indian. Never forget you are medicine. You are like the water. You will always travel far. Never forget who you are. We are people of the stars. We are the medicine. It's a good day to be an Indian. 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 Thank you so much. Again, my name is Night Sun. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. Good night. Thank you, Night Sun. That's it. That's the end of the show. Thanks again to all the performers, Gal Grayson, the Lido for having us, Mike Brown for recording us, CITR for playing us, and you, dear listener, for listening. We'll leave you with Gal Grayson's Today or Tomorrow.
You've been listening to Fine on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory at the University of British Columbia.